Welcome to the Retrospective Perspective with Jeremy Ariel Diaz. I want to thank you for tuning in and checking out what I have to say on pop culture and art and its debt to itself. Today I want to discuss something that's been trending on social media all weekend, and that is Lil Nas X's new video called Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And people are mostly talking about the music video, not really the song. For those who haven't seen it yet or who don't plan to, it's a video that depicts, for some people they might deem it blasphemous imagery or satanic imagery. Some might deem it a fictionalized commentary on how Nas X views his own sexuality in light of uh, the things that people have said to him or the things that society has deemed Um, queer people to be like and I will get to more specifics in a bit by playing an audio essay that I recorded but I did want to preface that by saying that though my review it's not so much mixed not so much disparaging but um, I do have very critical feelings about the video as a gay person I do also want to say that My approach is very much um, what I believe Lil Nas X has intended. You know, art is meant to start conversation, cause us to think deeper, cause us to have uncomfortable conversations, or at least the best art does that. Um, So, you know, that's that's one check. That's one mark for Lil Nas X for, you know, sparking this like nationwide conversation you know, it's been trending. Like I said, it's been trending on social media all weekend since it dropped. It's He's been trending and his video has been trending and Satan has been trending and religion has been trending. All these different topics have been trending just from the release of his video. And, you know, once again, no disrespect to Nas X, um, but I think it's less to do with the music and it's more to do with the themes and the topics that he has pre- presented to us through his artwork so either way i think it's still he was he was still successful in doing what he wanted to do and in accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish that being said a lot of people do have a lot of critiques regarding the subject matter or maybe just the way that it's been presented you have some people on the conservative right or the religious right who completely denounce the video You have some people who are maybe don't lean one way or the other, but who are still uncomfortable with the messages and with Lil Nas X, you know, claiming as he claimed himself, he really wants, you know, Illuminati conspiracy videos to be made about him and stuff like that. And there's people who are um, just uncomfortable with that, I guess. And then you have people who a lot of people, a lot of young people who are all for it. They support the imagery. they, They support Lil Nas X and they you know, are mocking anyone who is either uncomfortable or questioning the message or the motives behind the imagery of the music video. So I wanted to give my two cents, you know, voice where I stand with this video as a gay person, as someone who uh, consumes, heavily consumes media, specifically music, 
and as a Christian who holds certain values and beliefs, but still tries to be very objective um, and open-minded to certain things. So I'm going to go ahead and play the audio essay I recorded, and I'll get back to you. As a gay Christian, it's safe to assume that there's an extreme dichotomy in the beliefs I hold and therefore a dichotomy in the media I consume. For example, I love to see queer culture normalized and celebrated in music, movies, and television. And I also like it when people rep Jesus and bolster his most poignant commandment, to love others as we love ourselves. That being said, you can imagine the short circuit I experienced when I saw Lil Nas X's totally gay, yet totally iconoclastic new music video, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. For those who aren't included in the 25 million YouTube viewers the video has at the recording of this podcast, its imagery depicts a celestial journey of the soul from light to darkness, culminating in Lil Nas X giving Satan a lap dance in hell, who he ultimately kills to take his place on a throne. A plethora of think pieces can be written on the video and its adjacent subjects. For example, we can focus on Lil Nas X's wholesome letter to his younger self that he shared alongside the release of the video, and how it can enlighten us to its deeper metaphors for how he has felt shunned by those in society who would like to claim that his sexuality is dark, and therefore should stay in the dark. Or we can also focus on Lil Nas X's announcement to release a sneaker that contains a drop of real human blood, a pentagram, a petrine cross, and has Luke 1018 inscribed on the side, which refers to Satan's fall from heaven, and how it can be seen as an addition to his recent publicity stunts that are a desperate attempt to remain relevant in the midst of rumblings that he may be a one-hit wonder. But right now, I simply want to give my succinct thoughts on the Montero music video alone, as that's what the world will really focus on, more so than even the music itself. It is true that individuals who are on the fringes of sexual and gender norms have historically been deemed to be deviants, and still are by a significant portion of the population, specifically by the religious, who also deem us condemned by default and therefore hopeless. The Montero video, at face value, plays into these ideas and mocks them ferociously. Just like a lot of individuals in all minority groups tend to do, Lil Nas X takes the evil that's been spewed at him and attempts to subvert it by making that evil something that he can master. As we've seen done with many slurs, by appropriating the slander that others give us, we hope it loses its power and therefore could potentially hurt us less. Whether that has worked much in the past with different circumstances is debatable, but in this case, all I see are losing sides. The belief in the existence of Satan is present in a majority of religions in one way or another. Some religions teach a physical being, others teach of energy or the opposition of all that is good. This obviously does not include those who practice Satanism. But no religion actually portrays Satan as he is in this music video. Suffice all that to say, when Lil Nas X dances with the devil, it is, all in all, metaphorical. Satan is traditionally known to be the origin of evil, the destroyer of lives, not just the antithesis of good, but the love of all that isn't good. Regardless of whether you even believe such a being or concept exists, Lil Nas X does, or at least knows that others do, which is why he's conveying this message at all. 
The belief that because gay people are shunned by religion and therefore need to cling to everything opposed to ideas of morality has historically only hurt our community. Like most gay people, Lil Nas X seems to be a victim of the negative affirmations that have been repeated to us about ourselves since childhood. We're constantly told that we're sexually perverted, corrupt, and broken. And when we hear it enough times, we start to believe it. Accepting the belief that we as gay people are innately debased has been a spiritual plague to our community. We as gay people deserve more than to cling to darkness and all that is in opposition to good. We are more than the condemnations of society. We are more than the judgment of mistaken religious leaders. We are strong enough to write our own narrative instead of appropriating the evil that's been spewed at us. That doesn't serve our image in society as a gay community. It doesn't serve our mental and sexual health as beings who deserve love, commitment, and sexual expression, and not debasement. This will ultimately only serve Lil Nas X's career if it can actually get him his second smash hit. Alright, so you guys just heard my essay, and you know, that that's genuinely how I feel. I feel like in a world where there's still a lot of progress to be made in terms of equality on the legislative level, on the social level, even just how we're portrayed in media, continuing to equate ourselves to evil seems like a cool, rebellious thing to do and get people talking and, you know, to kind of rebrand yourself as this rebel. Like I said in my essay, it really isn't serving anybody because... It's not that I'm saying as a gay community, we should try to assimilate to straight culture or to the norm, uh, because in reality, you know, people who are on a sexuality spectrum on the fringes of, you know, the gender spectrum who don't fit the gender binary and so on and so forth, we technically will never be normal. So there's no real way to ever assimilate. All we can really hope for when it comes to the rest of the world is for us to be accepted, respected, and hopefully understood. That being said, I still don't think it helps to play into stereotypes that could potentially harm us. You know, there are there are a lot of the religious right, the conservative right, who are still making laws, you know, like, who are still in power. There's still a power balance. You know, we are still a minority, and poking the bear, poking the beast, while pro- there's still progress to be made, isn't helpful. How harmful is it? Who knows? Um, I, for one, don't want to have to go on social media or hear from people that I know, people in my family, how disgusting this is. Or, you know, feeling like they have been confirmed in their ideas of a gay agenda. That is hurting me. I'm a gay person. I am part of the I am part of the the gay community, you know? That being said, I still care for my mental health and my wellness as well. And I just don't think it's fair to put images like this out there when there are still many people who face discrimination. You know, there's still a lot of young people who are growing up in households who um, will disown them, have disowned them, you know, for coming out, for being a certain way. Perpetuating these stereotypes are not helpful. Also, 
art and music show a lot about the psyche of the artist and their emotional state in the moment and how they think about things, you know, at face value and also on the subconscious level. And, you know, it's like I said in my essay, I feel like Lil Nas X is a victim of the neg- these negative affirmations that the gay community is given and that we've heard since childhood and that we have been ingrained with everywhere we look, everything we listen to, it affirms the opposite of what we are. And, you know, I think that it isn't even healthy for Lil Nas X to view himself the way that he does. I don't think it's healthy for us as gay people, queer people, gender nonconforming people, however it is that you identify, to feel as if we are the antithesis of good or that in the grand scheme of things, we might as well cling to that which is evil or to view ourselves as darkness, as innately dark, to not see ourselves as beings who have potential to bear light, you know, as as individuals who don't need to adhere to stereotypes, as individuals who don't need to be slaves to what we've been told about ourselves. You know, we've been told you're spawn of Satan. You are, you know, the devil's agenda. You are this, that, and the other. And just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, okay, well, whatever, isn't helpful either. And I understand that this video can be seen as satire. It doesn't negate the messages that are being out there and that are influencing those who already have preconceived notions about us and who could potentially harm us. That being said, I still don't personally believe that the video is satire based on, you know, the other things that Lil Nas X is doing, you know, you know, this this demon shoe that he's releasing and this sort of rebranding that he's doing as like this dark, gay, subversive artist all seem to be publicity. You know, quite frankly, I think this is him grasping at straws to remain relevant, you know. Only one of his songs have really been ingrained in, you know, the milieu of society. And that song came out in 2018. So it's been a while since he's had a hit. And there's been a lot of talks of him potentially being a one-hit wonder. And I personally believe this is his way to really make a last-ditch effort at success. And personally, it seems very desperate. And... I don't think this was the way to go. More can be said about, you know, potential conspiracy theories regarding certain shady deals that can be made in the music industry. That's a whole other podcast. I won't dive into that. You know, and then there's also the angle that we see in the letter to his younger self, where he basically confirms what I've said, that he basically has been made to feel bad about who he is, in short. So I don't see this this video as satire. It's really coming from a genuine place. It's coming from a a genuine, honest place. But I don't think it's healthy. And he's he's very young. So I don't even want to put so much blame on him. He's young, trying to find success, still finding his way as an individual, as an adult, and as an artist. But the people who co-sign this around them are the ones I have a real problem with because they know better. And if there's any agenda, it's coming from them. All in all, I'll end with some positives. 
I am glad that there is another mainstream rapper who's gay. He's black. He's unapologetically gay. You know, I think there are positives that can come from, you know, sexual songs that depict gay relationships or gay relations. That can be a positive in normalizing these things. Is the route he's taking the way to go? I personally, in this moment, don't think so. But all in all, I like the representation. But in this moment, I think that uh, his rebranding, the imagery that he's putting out there, the things that he's doing, the publicity stunts that he's doing that equate his brand with um, demonism uh, is not the way to go. That being said, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the Retrospective Perspective on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for all updates regarding new episodes and to join in on the conversation. 